0: There's a new podcast app that delivers chilling true crime stories straight to your mobile device every day. They release a new episode that investigates the gruesome true acts of America's worst serial killers, and you can explore into the minds of psychopaths and murderers. To get started, find and download Murder Minute from the App Store or visit MurderMinute.com. That's M-U-R-D-E-R-M-I-N-U-T-E.com to get your daily dose of true crime creepiness delivered straight to your mobile device. (laughs) It's a good show. testing. Oh, I sound good. (laughs) Oh, I sound real good. Wait. Yep. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hello? 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 Oh, there we go. My headphones cut out. Hey, what's up, guys? It's me again. By myself again. (laughs) Let's just call this my podcast. How about that? And Busy will be a guest. <laughs> a guest in her own podcast. Um, She's ramping up to do her TV show, obviously. um, I do not have a guest again this week. Uh, I've been working, again, endlessly. I'm working solid and this is a good problem to have because as an actor um work comes and goes in waves it's peaks and valleys and sometimes the valleys are massive like just a massive dip in work and there'll be nothing for months and uh when you're a middle-aged human being that is terrifying you know, when my dad was my age, he already had three kids. I was, what, nine years old? <sighs> he had a house. He had a steady job. Ugh, it's terrifying. Being an actor is terrifying. So when I get these um, perfect storms of multiple jobs all happening at once, um, I'm very grateful. Hold on. I got to check this. Yep. Still recording. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I'm grateful, but it's literally, literally been juggling like four, four jobs and it sounds great. Like, Oh my God, he's working on four TV shows. He must be raking in the dough. That's not also not the case. When you're uh, a character actor, when you're a recurring character, you don't make the money that um, series regulars make. That's where the money is. You want to be the star of a TV show, then you make good money. Um, people like me, hired guns, come in and guest star on shows a couple times a season, and it's scale. Basically, they pay you the minimum. <laughs> of what they have to pay you, and uh, which is good when you're working a lot. So right now I'm juggling my time between American Princess, the new Jenji Cohen show that my friend Jamie Denbo created, which will be on Lifetime. I know, that's weird, but it's going to be on the Lifetime Network. Hopefully the, by the end of this year or early next year. I, I would guess, realistically, early next year. Um, I've been doing that all summer, and then uh, now that it's almost fall, it's the end of summer, all the network shows are starting up again, so I'm back doing episodes of Superstore. So keep your eye out later this year. Once these shows start running, I'll be tweeting about... Not tweeting. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm giving up on Twitter. It's a garbage fire. Instagram's where it's at for me. Um, I'll be uh, posting about my upcoming... When, when these shows air. Can you tell I'm just rambling and trying <laughs> to fill, fill an hour... <laughs> And I know that I say this every time I'm going by myself. I'm like, this will probably be a short one. It'll probably be short. And then um, I start doing emails and everything. And boom, we've done an hour. And I got some good emails uh, since the last episode. You guys really responded well. And I got some really good ones to read. Some just blew me away um what else yeah so that's that's been my work schedule all these shows have been and it's like one or two days a week on each show so the week gets filled up but it's I'm bouncing back and forth and I'm surprised I haven't gotten sick I really have I am surprised because usually when I work this much and some of the shows will be one show will be working at night and then I stop and then I have to go work mornings and uh I'm I get really exhausted like last week um since I recorded the last episode I I did an episode I had to be at work at I think seven in the morning I had to start at seven in the morning which means I set my alarm for six and um I had just come off of working some evenings. And so I was still on a night schedule. So I didn't fall asleep until like three o'clock in the morning, two or three in the morning, somewhere in between there. And then I woke up at six and it was a full day doing these three scenes where I am standing on my feet. This will, this will have a, a medical spin to it, so don't worry. <laughs> so it was a whole day. It, and it was Superstore. And usually, and there are these scenes uh, in Superstore. Uh, usually, each episode has one scene where uh, it's the whole cast and they're in the break room having a, a company meeting or something, you know, announcements and stuff like that. So, in those days, it's the whole cast and they're in one spot. And those take forever to shoot because they have to cover every cast member, you know. Um, different angles, close-ups, wide shots. So those take a long time because it's, you know, like eight or nine people. And there were three of those scenes. uh, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday. I think it was Thursday of last week and it's in a break room. And so usually everyone is sitting except for Mark McKinney, who plays the boss of the show. He's usually standing doing the announcements and I feel sorry for him because they're just long scenes and he's standing the whole day. And this was three scenes, and the director was like, I think I'm gonna have you stand in the back of the room, which I've never had to do before in one of those scenes. And it was, so it was about an eight hour day, (laughs) which is normal. That's a normal work day. And it's usually great because I'm usually sitting in that break room (laughs) having coffee or whatever. And uh, so this was just eight hours of stand, just standing. Like, no one just stands for eight hours for no reason. Really, right? <laughs> Some people do. But like most office jobs, you move around and you sit and you walk to the break. This was like... And I can walk around for eight hours. I can do busy stuff. But when I'm walking, it actually feels good on my back and my legs. It's the standing. And so uh, Friday I woke up and like my lower back and my feet... My feet hurt like someone hit them with hammers. And then uh, I worked again Friday, and then Friday night I went and saw this band called Portugal, the man uh, here in L.A., and uh, that was a, a few hours of me standing some more watching. And so Saturday I woke up and was even even more pain. Like my lower back, like all the yoga I've been doing and everything – just went right out the window. It felt like I just undid all of it with two days of just standing, like not walking, just standing. And um, and I was wearing like comfortable tennis shoes, like good support. It was just the standing, and um, so I had Alexis Novak, who you've heard a couple episodes ago, maybe it's more like four or five episodes ago. Uh, my yoga instructor friend, she came over Saturday and did some yoga with me um, really just to target um, my lower back and my feet and stuff, and uh, really helped a lot. Um, but I feel like I'm still r- just now getting over <laughs> Oh, this is only 49 years old. What is it like when you're 60, 59, 69, 70? I am, I can't stress enough to you people, younger people who are listening to this. Those of you in your, I don't know if anyone in their teens listens to this. Probably not. (laughs) Why would you listen to a medical podcast if you were 16? Oh, that would be horrible. (laughs) I'm 16 and all I care about is medicine. Um... Yeah, so if you're like in your college age or out of college in your 20s or even in your early 30s, especially those of you who are in shape and fit and feel good in general all of the time, (laughs) my advice to you is to maintain it. I did not do that, and now I'm paying the price. I was so fit in my teens and my 20s like ridiculous shape, I had 6% body fat through college, um, I was a rock climbing instructor, I was a mountain biker, mountain biker, that sounds weird, it's, it's like last week's what, 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 uh, I I was just so in shape, I hiked, I, I swam, I scuba dove, scuba dived, scuba dove, I don't know, I was just really outdoorsy and camped and hiked and uh, I felt great all the time. I was never sore ever and I could eat what I wanted. Oh, that was the best before my, uh, ugh. Jesus Christ. I could just eat and and my body would just absorb it and just use the energy <laughs> And then I moved to L.A., and then I started working in comedy and TV and started taking jobs in, you know, writer's offices where I was at a desk all day, and now in my 30s, early 30s, and uh, I had offices that were often connected to a kitchen that PAs would stock daily with, you know, Chips and candy and soda and coffee and hot pockets in the freezer and cookie. What the fuck is that bullshit? That should be illegal. Like, all these jobs I had, there was never, there was never vegetables. The, and <laughs> There was never a, uh, maybe there was a banana, <laughs> but within a day that goes black and I just see blacks. Black spots on a banana are a bummer. <laughs> oh, hold on, my phone's ringing. And I have to make sure it's not work-related. Um, sorry, guys. I'm now single-handedly podcasting and handling work. Um. Uh, Okay. Okay. I'm back. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Um, but the, these kitchens were just stocked with junk. And that's how it is on every show. And also, even now, not even in a production stand, you know, uh, area of work where I'm in an office, you know, when I'm on set, they have a craft service area where it's just snacks and it's mostly. There's like trays of donuts and chips. It's like the same shit. Only there's a little more healthy options. There's some, you know, crudité, which is, you know, carrots and (laughs) celery and occasional occasional broccoli crown, which I love. Broccoli is my favorite. Um, Broccoli is my favorite vegetable, which is weird because... I never ate it until I was like 25. I used to hate it when I was a kid. I hate the smell. I'm a really fussy eater. I'm a picky eater. And it's usually for just really dumb shit like um, the way food smells. Because in general, it doesn't usually taste the way it smells. But just the fact that broccoli would smell like farts, you know, my mom would be steaming broccoli in the kitchen. I'd just be like, "Ugh, I'm going to go over to Joe's house and (laughs) (laughs) that sounds weird. A kid saying, I'm going to go over to Joe's house. Sounds like I'm going over to a mechanic's place. (laughs) Uh... Hey, mom. (laughs) I'm gonna go over to Joe's house. <laughs> uh, it doesn't sound like Billy. <laughs> I'm gonna go over to Timmy's house. Anyway, um, and, and so it was just, it was also like the consistency. It looked like rubbery and gross. Uh, and then one day, uh, I'd been living in LA for like a year with my girlfriend at the time, and She was making dinner one night and she's like making broccoli. And there was that fucking, uh, there was that smell again. I was like, Oh, are you making broccoli? She's like, yes. And you have to try some. And I go, I don't want to, I hate, I go, (laughs) I hate broccoli. She's like, have you even ever tried it? I was like, probably when I was a little kid, I just don't remember. She's like, you have to just try this. And it was just steamed broccoli I ate it and could not get enough of it. I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. So folks, if you're like me, at least try these things. <laughs> I mean, don't try like pig's asshole or something. <laughs> I went to a birthday party for my friend George the other day, a couple days ago. It's really uh, amazing Chinese restaurant in Arcadia, which is just outside of LA. And, um, yeah, they had just a lot of weird shit like I mean I guess at a Chinese restaurant it's not weird, but it was like duck wings and duck feet and just weird, you know, pig belly and stuff that just sounds gross and which I'm sure is delicious and half the people were eating and like just raving. <laughs> this is amazing pig asshole <laughs> Uh I, know. <laughs> I don't actually think there was pig asshole. <laughs> hey, uh, Steve, you got to try this. <laughs> this is amazing pig ass. Um, but it was. I'm just, I like just some steak and, I'm a steak and egger, you know, I'm a, Oh, I, I used to call it a ham and egg or guy who just likes meat and potatoes. Uh, so boring. I know I'm such a boring date. <laughs> Let's just go to a steakhouse and get broccoli and steak. <sighs> How did I go off on this tangent about steak, broccoli, fussy eater? Jesus Christ, I don't even remember. Um, oh, Yeah you got to take care of yourself. <laughs> what I'm saying is you got to take care of yourself. That is where this started. I used to be in shape, used to work out, used to ex And it wasn't like going to the gym. It was like fun outdoor stuff. And I was in great shape because of it. And then uh, I just let it slide. And once I started working at a desk job, I stopped going out. And camping and hiking and just my metabolism just really took a dump after I turned right around 30. I remember my mom always used to say, "Steven's always going to be skinny. He can eat anything. He's always going to be thin as a rail. Well, thanks, Mom. You really gave me this false sense of... uh <laughs> give me a god complex like i can't get fat like i would go to del taco at you know two o'clock in the morning after going to a bar and eat just a million burritos and then just my metabolism would just destroy it just you know eat it all up and i'd be fine and then that just I just I remember I saw you know, I was like in my early 30s I had been living in like Oregon for a year I came back to L.A. and one of my friends was and I had been working like a phone center in a phone center in Oregon it was my day job and that's kind of where it started and I came back and was definitely not fat not even really noticeable probably to most people but one of my best friends he's like. You're getting a little bit of a stomach there. I will never forget that we were in my mom's garage. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. <laughs> leave you guys wondering why the fuck me and my friend were in my mom's garage. Um, no, it was, it was my parents' garage. I was in a band, and uh, we were just we would play and we would rehearse in my <laughs> my mom's garage. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then the, my, just your metabolism changes and I don't know why everything just has to start falling apart when you hit your thirties and forties, but that's what I'm saying. I'm going off on another tangent, but, uh, yeah, my advice is if you're in shape and you feel good, find something that you can do that, uh, maintains that it doesn't have to be the gym. The gym's great. If you're one of those people that can just go for an hour a day to the gym and ride a stationary bike or a rowing machine (laughs) or a treadmill, good for you. I I have a a real problem doing that. You know, I always was, you know, the outdoor guy hiking and riding my bike. And that's what I loved. And it was easy to do until I just stopped uh, because of work and my new location. So my advice to you young people, also to you older people, if you are still in shape and feeling good, keep it going. Fuck, if you have something you love to do that gives you exercise, keep doing it. And if you don't have something you love to do, Jesus Christ, find something. I'm just pleading with you people. Let me be, let me lead by example. Of what not to do. Hey, everyone. Care.com is the easy and reliable way to find care for everyone in the family when and where you need it. With access to 8.6 million caregivers across 16 countries, Care.com is the world's largest digital marketplace for care. Why would you spend your weekends cleaning, driving, or dog walking when you could let them help you handle everyday tasks so you can spend more time with your family? Speaking of family, it can be very unpredictable with sick kids, picking up a parent after an operation, emergency visits to the vet. These are all things that happen to families all the time, and you need an extra set of hands on demand, often when you least expect it. So let Care.com de-stress your life. Most working parents worry about their kids every minute of the day. You're more at ease and more focused when you know your kids, parents, pets, and home are well cared for. The peace of mind is priceless, but it's less expensive than you think. Care.com is the world's largest digital marketplace for finding and managing family care. At Care.com, you can find care for everyone in the family. Whether you need childcare while you're at work or want to line up a date night babysitter, Care.com is there for you. You can find sitters, nannies, housekeepers, dog walkers, senior care, tutors, errand runners, and more. Full-time, part-time, anytime. At Care.com, you can find, book, and pay for care all in the same place. Care.com makes it easy to take care of all your household employer obligations, including nanny taxes, with Care.com HomePay. Care.com provides access to a variety of background check options you can purchase to help make the best hiring decision. You can join for free as a basic member and start searching for great local caregivers. And once you upgrade to premium membership, which I have, not to brag, you can reach out to them. You can schedule interviews and even book and pay for care online through their app. As you all know, if you're a regular listener of this podcast, you know I don't have children. Uh, I don't care for a senior, and I don't have pets. But I do live in a very messy apartment. Uh, I went online at care.com, used my premium service, and uh, just entered in my um, zip code. And there are tons of housekeeping services around me. Uh, And it was super easy to find. Care.com provided me with the tools, background checks, reference checks, qualifications, and certifications when I searched housekeepers. It was super easy. Uh, Like I said, I have the premium membership. You should get one, too. It's really great. So to save 30% off a Care.com premium membership, go visit care.com slash nodocs, that's N-O-D-O-C-S, when you subscribe. That's 30% off Care.com Premium Membership at Care.com slash docs Hey, did you know that most of us are brushing our teeth wrong or not long enough or forget to change our brush on time? Did you know you have to change your toothbrush every once in a while? I didn't and I'm 49. That is until Quip came along. And that's also because most brands focus on selling flashy gimmicks rather than better brushing. But not Quip. So what makes Quip so different? For starters, Quip is an electric toothbrush that's a fraction of the cost of bulkier brushes while still packing just the right amount of vibrations to help you clean your teeth. Quip's built-in timer helps you clean for the dentist-recommended two minutes with guiding pulses that remind you when to switch sides. Two minutes, that's another thing I didn't know. (laughs) Next, Quip subscription plans are for your health, not just convenience. They deliver new brush heads on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5, including free shipping uh, worldwide. Quip also comes with a mount that suctions right to your mirror and unsticks to use as a cover for hygienic travel wherever you take your teeth. And finally, everyone loves Quip. I've said it before, they were on Oprah's O-List and named one of Time Magazine's best inventions and is the first subscription electric toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. They're like kind of the experts on all things dental. Uh, Plus, they're backed by a network of over 20,000 dentists and hygienists and hundreds of thousands of happy brushers use Quip every day. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash no docs right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash no docs. It's spelled G E T Q U I P dot com slash no docs. That's N O D O C S. Thanks, guys. By the way, you notice I'm not sniffling today. Sitting on the same couch in my apartment, and uh, I'm not sniffling. Boy, I uh, hope I didn't just jinx myself. Sniffles. That should be uh, the first t-shirt I make for this podcast. It's just sniffles. It just says sniffles. Or, Daddy, I have the sniffles. Ugh, that's kind of creepy. <sighs> exercise you got cuz now i just i i did yoga and then the next day <laughs> you know a couple days later i stood on my feet for 8 hours without moving or stretching that's the other thing i should have done in between takes you know when we had breaks i should have stretched this i'm a i'm an idiot i need to practice what i preach uh, this could have been avoided i could have done some yoga in my trailer or something and or even just right on set just some simple stretches That's all it takes boy getting old is rough sometimes <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow it's been 20 minutes of me telling you guys that <laughs> it's been 20 of me 20 minutes of me telling you how i got fat <laughs> Yeah, Steve told a 20 minute story about he went from being an (laughs) Adonis to being a complete slob who just sits on his couch and podcasts. (laughs) Oh, I have no fucking life. I go and work sometimes, (laughs) and then I just podcast sometimes. I got to get a gym. <laughs> I got to get a gym membership. What am I doing? Like, Dean, I if you have been listening since early, uh, you know, last year we had my friend uh, Dean Del Rey on to talk about diabetes. And um, I think during that podcast he mentioned that if you have a Costco membership, go to the Costco website and I think it's under the health and fitness section or something. They have a promotional tie in with, I think it's 24 hour fitness for like, it's something like 14 bucks a month for a gym membership there. So to those of you listening, if you have a Costco membership and you've been thinking of joining a gym, uh, maybe check that out. I should. (laughs) Um, Oh boy. I I have to have my friend um, Gabe on this podcast. I saw him at his wife's cat's birthday. <laughs> that sounds like I saw him at his wife's cat's birthday, meaning his wife has a cat and I went to a birthday party for the cat. No, his wife's name is Cat. And I went to his wife Kat's birthday party last night. I really do have to clear that up because it really did sound like I went to a cat birthday party last night. And I'm sure to a lot of you, you're like, well, he does live in L.A. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I went to this birthday party last night and someone had brought some cheese. I think it was Gouda. And then Gabe and his wife told the story of how Gabe, oh my God, basically had an acute reaction to eating too too much Gouda, specifically Gouda cheese. And, um, it triggered a migraine in him. Unlike any he had ever had before, I am migraines too. um He basically had a migraine that replicated a stroke, like he couldn't talk, he couldn't think of words, he could think of words, but he couldn't make himself say them, and half of his face felt numb, his right arm felt numb, and him and his wife and they were up in the mountains and they had to rush them to the they took an ambulance down the mountains and to the hospital. It was like an hour and they were afraid that they were missing the, the time window to, you know, fix this stroke. And, um, it turned out it was not a stroke. It was a migraine headache, which I get, I, I, I've talked about it before. I get ocular migraines, which for me, I don't get a really bad headache. I get a slight headache. Um, it's, it's, just more dull and annoying. <laughs> I get an annoying headache as opposed to those awesome headaches that aren't annoying. But I get this just dull headache. Not bad, totally. Uh, I can handle it. But I get a really bad light sensitivity. I kind of go blind for a, a, just, I just see bright light and I have to like cover my eyes and be in absolute darkness and have quiet and. And then it lasts for 20 minutes. This thing lasts for 20 minutes, but then there's a period of time after my migraine where I have trouble talking. Like I feel like I'm slurring my speech, like the right side of my tongue feels uh, a bit numb and um, slower than the the left side of my tongue. It's all part of this migraine. And the first time I had it, I thought I was having a stroke. But he had this... My friend Gabe had this really bad. I just remember why I was like, this is so shitty. But as he was telling the story, all I was thinking was, I got to get him on the podcast. I don't like, I, I, you know, my friends having suffering and then me being the first thought, I got to get him on the podcast. I don't want to exploit any of my friends. I I have some friends who've had some horrific things happen. And I've... Honestly, been too afraid to ask some of them to be on the podcast just because I don't want to seem like I'm exploiting them. Like, oh my God, you had what kind of cancer? Please come on my podcast. Even though I know it's helpful and that is my main goal is to get people aware of the fact that this shit is going on and that they can do stuff to prevent it or treat it if they catch it soon enough. So ultimately it's good, but because it's, because they're friends of mine, I don't want to seem like, you know, like I'm happy that horrible things are happening. But Gabe was telling the story and the fact that a, a happy ending, was, he just wanted to be like, come on my podcast, dude, which I will make happen. Um, he was also... I thought, as he was telling this story, I knew there was going to be a twist. I knew he did not have a stroke. Uh, they were up in the mountains, so I thought, oh, he had altitude sickness. That wasn't the case. All right, let's go to some emails. Which are now becoming one of my favorite parts of this podcast. You guys have been knocking it out of the park with emails. Um, and once again... Uh, for those of you who are new to the podcast or if you've been thinking of sending an email and, uh, I've somehow forgotten, (laughs) um, wow, I've gotten some more emails since I last checked uh, this morning. Uh, it is, if you've been thinking about sending an email, please do. It doesn't have to even be about a medical issue. You can just say hello, um, I don't mind that either. I read them all. Uh, but if you do have a medical uh, issue, a medical story, uh, put something to the effect of that in the subject line. You know, don't just put, hey, Steve, hey, Busy. Uh, I, I have so many emails with that in the subject line, so it's hard to uh, keep track of what's what. So if you have, you know, my eyeball melted, Put that in the subject line. <laughs> Put you know, sell it to me. Pitch that shit to me. Um but again the uh email address is no docs podcast at gmail dot com. That's N O D O C S podcast at gmail dot com. Um so let's uh Well Okay this was sent Thursday. Wow, well, this was sent. Um, this is from a listener named Carrie. This was sent out uh, Thursday after the last episode dropped. Hey Steve, I'm resending this email per your request. Uh, you mentioned esophageal spasms again on today's podcast, and I thought this might be relevant. Take care, and I hope your allergies improve. Best, Carrie. Um. Oh, wait a minute. There's nothing attached here. Hold on. Um, Oh, here it is. Uh, Hi, Steve. I sent you this info. Oh, uh, she's re-forwarding it. Okay, so I sent you this information on the NoDocs Instagram already, but I'm sending it to you here as well to make sure that you get this. Regarding esophageal spasms. And for those of you uh, who don't know, I... I get this thing sometimes when I eat where my throat closes up and it's literally, and I am using the word literally, literally, it is literally impossible for anything to get through when my throat closes up in these spasms. Like I can't even get my own saliva down. I can't wash the food down with water. It is sealed shut. It is remarkable. Okay. So back to the email. I think you should look into, oh man, I don't know how to pronounce this, eosinophilic, eosinophilic esophagitis, (laughs) eosinophilic esophagitis, I'm just going to call it EE from here on, (laughs) Uh, the the eosophonilis white blood cells that attack allergens mistakenly attack the lining of the esophagus. Esophagus. <laughs> oh, man. I'm tired. Sorry, guys. Uh, this attack then destroys the striations in the esophagus, making peristalsis, the movement of food through the esophagus. Why am I saying esophagus? <laughs> Esophagus, I say it all the time, and it's for some reason reading it. It's not even a J. Why am I saying it with a J? Esophagus. That's weird. The movement of food. Okay, I'm going to go back a little bit. This attack then destroys the striations in the esophagus, making peristyle... Jesus... Maybe I'm having a stroke right now. <laughs> making. Sorry, I'm moving, so I put my phone down. Uh, making peristalsis, the movement of food through the esophagus to the stomach, difficult or nearly impossible sometimes. Well, so far, this sounds like exactly what I have. <sighs> um. My husband was diagnosed with this years ago, and treatment is very easy. He takes two allergy medications, huh, and one stomach medication. All right, now we're venturing into an area which I do not like the sound of. I hate medications, as all you regular listeners know uh, stomach medication and he rarely has an attack with your allergy history. I thought maybe this could relate to what you're going through. Check it out online to see if it applies to you. And if so, go to a gastroenterologist for help. I love that. I can't say esophagus (laughs) yet. I just blew through gastroenterologist, uh, with no problem. (laughs) Uh, I hope this information helps you and best of luck, uh, Carrie. um, Well, Carrie, that sounds like exactly my thing. I didn't know there were so many similar conditions in the throat. I thought it was a simple esophageal spasm. But if this is something that I can fix with allergy medication, I'd much rather have that than the alternative, which I talked about last week, which was a balloon shoved down your throat and then inflated to stretch your throat out. That sounds fucking horrible, but I know people have had that done and have not had a problem since, but I like the idea of taking allergy medication. I've said it a million times. I have to see an allergist. There's so many things I need to have checked. Just the general skin prick test. I... <laughs> skin prick. I'm 49 and that makes me laugh. a hey, hey, you fucking skin prick. <laughs> Hey, I don't like that guy. He seems like a real skin prick. (laughs) I love that I can keep myself entertained. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, thank you, uh, Carrie. Uh, I appreciate that. I will look into that. I will go see an allergist. As soon as I have time, once all these uh, appointments, actually once all these acting jobs have slowed down, and also that will most likely be Around October, November. Especially as it gets closer to the holidays, work starts slowing down for a couple months. And that's when I'd like to get all my appointments in. I'd like to see an allergist. Um, I need to see a a lung doctor. What does that call a respiratory uh physician? My brain's not working today. You, I think you guys are really watching me melt down into, um, losing my mind. You're going to listen in a couple, like a year, and you'd be like, Yeah, I remember when he could get through a podcast and not have to stumble through sentences. And now he's just, uh, really struggling. Uh, by the way, I, um, I know I talked last week about my tooth breaking. The one that I've been putting off getting pulled for the better part of this year. Uh, I did it. I mean, I didn't get it pulled, but I made an appointment. Uh, The last, I think it was last Wednesday. Let me look at my calendar, actually. The last Wednesday, 29th. Look at that. It's in my calendar. 2.30. 2.30. 2.30. How about that? Tooth hurdy. Uh, PM on the 29th. I will be having a tooth pulled, I hope. Uh, my work, I know the weeks that I work in advance. I am working that week, but uh, a couple days, but they haven't given me the days yet. Hopefully, I don't have to work on a Wednesday because I really, really, really want to get this tooth Removed, it's 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 starting to really become an issue. I'm like having dreams about it and stuff, and uh, that's never good. All right, so that was esophageal spasms, or not really esophageal. Spas- what is that called? Eosinophilic esophagitis. Oh, Jesus. Hey, uh, Medical World, start naming your conditions better. Thank you, Carrie. Um Here's one. It says just a quick thank you. Well, I'm not against reading those. It says, "Dear Steve," in parentheses, <laughs> "and busy." <laughs> <clears throat> I just wanted to drop you a line and say thanks for the hours of enjoyment. We're No Doctors has brought me. I recommended it to absolutely everyone. I recommend it to absolutely everyone as, as it is currently my go to podcast for relaxation and laughs. Odd that you use this for relaxation, uh, Anna, or is it Anna? I have a real issue with Anna. Anna. Um, I have multiple friends named Anna, and I have multiple friends named Anna, and they all spell it the same. And if I mispronounce it to one of them, they get really offended. Hey, what's up, Anna? Anna. Oh, okay, it's just I have five other friends named Anna, and it's spelled the same. <laughs> Boy, that's really not a problem. <laughs> Um, relaxation laughs. I recently introduced it to my sis on a long drive. Uh, I had to start with my very favorite episode. This is poop. And we were doubled over laughing at your camp stories. So a special thanks for those. Uh, and I have also checked out every old episode of, uh, um, for those who don't know, that's my old podcast. Uh, every old episode of, uh, I could, uh, hunt down. Absolutely loved it. Well, thank you, Anna slash Anna. Please keep up the good work. And for what it's worth, the solo sodes are every bit as funny and entertaining as the ones with busy and guests in tow. Uh, so please do keep them going. Greetings from a totally healthy non-hypochondriac fan in Vienna. Ooh, Austria. I've always wanted to go to Austria. I just want to travel the world and take photos. It's really all I'm doing all this stuff for in my life is to be able to, you know, do this podcast and also to travel the world and take photos. I eventually like to put out a book. And if those of you who doubt me, go to my Instagram. Not the We're No Doctors uh, Instagram, but my personal Steve AG at Steve AG Instagram. Uh, it's just full of photos that I take. Very few photos of myself. I don't like posting photos of myself. I'm, uh, I just like, I like photography. Anyway, thank you, Anna, Anna, <laughs> and have a great day. All right. Hey guys, it's ad time and I'm here to talk to you about care of a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers completely personalized vitamin and supplement packs right to your door. Uh, I've talked about them before. I love them. It was so easy to use. You just go to their website, take the online quiz, uh, which is amazing and fun and easy. It only takes like five minutes. And it customizes uh, the vitamins that you want or think you might need. Uh, here's a fact. 90% of people fall short of the FDA recommended guidelines for at least one vitamin or nutrient. If you take the care of quiz and get the vitamins you need to get back on track and reach your health goals. That's amazing, right? I, I took the online quiz and uh, I think I mentioned this bef- this before. I've always thought, hey, you know, I I think I probably need to take magnesium. Uh, I also, I never go out in the sun, so I know I'm not getting vitamin D. Uh, And I'm kind of low energy, so I probably need a B supplement or a B12 or something. I've always thought that. I've never done anything about it because I don't want to take the time to get my car and drive somewhere. And guess what? I took this quiz and it turns out I do need magnesium, I do need vitamin D, and I do need a B supplement. And uh, I found all that out in five minutes even though I thought it was probable, uh, they just confirmed it. And Care/of delivers your vitamins right to your door in personalized, easy to remember daily packets which is perfect for the busy on-the-go lifestyle or just someone who's very forgetful like myself. And you can track your progress with the Care-of app and earn rewards when you remember to take your vitamins. And your monthly subscription can be easily modified at any time. Um, And there are also vegan, vegetarian supplement options available to match your dietary needs. Um, I can basically take anything because I'm awesome. But if you're a vegan or vegetarian, they've got what you need. And Care of's delicious nutrient packed quick stick powders can be added to your monthly delivery for an extra easy boost wherever you need it. So, for 25% off your first month of personalized Care of Vitamins, visit takecareof.com and enter no doctors. That's 25% off your first month of personalized Care of Vitamins at takecareof.com and enter no doctors. Thanks. Uh, This is from, ooh, yeah, I looked at this one a couple days ago. Uh, This is from a listener named Amy. And uh, the subject is Bell's Palsy, in parentheses, a.k.a. facial paralysis. Oh, boy. P.S., um... I want to have a friend on who was recently telling me about her sleep paralysis and it sounds fucking horrible. Anyway, that's not this email. Uh, So Bell's Palsy from Amy. Hey, Stephen Busy. I love the podcast. I listen during my hour-long commute from home in rush hour traffic to balance out my road rage with your humor. Uh, You guys always make me laugh even when it's Steve running the show solo, so don't quit on us, Steve. Uh, I'm not going to quit, you guys. Don't worry. Uh, I've got an interesting medical story, one that made me Reddit famous for a couple days a few years ago, landing me on the front page, wow, with at the time over 10,000 upvotes and over 2,000 comments. Jesus, she did post a link, and I did look at it. Uh, Twice in my life I have been afflicted with a condition known as Bell's Palsy. Uh, Bell's palsy is a condition in which the muscles on one side of your face become weak or paralyzed. It affects only one side of the face at a time, causing it to droop or become stiff on that side. It's caused by some kind of trauma to the seventh cranial nerve, in parentheses, facial nerve. But specific causes are unknown and often undiagnosed. boy, this is going to give me the chills. I know it. Even though I've already read it. I f- forgot. <laughs> I'm now starting to remember how horrible this is. Uh, the first time it happened in <clears throat> 2006. I was 19 years old. And woke up one morning to the left side of my face completely paralyzed. Yeesh. By the way, what is it about shit happening in your sleep? Like, a lot of my medical shit I notice, or I just, really hits me like waking up in the morning. Like sometimes even with like a cold or a flu, you're like, I think I'm I'm kind of feeling a tickle in my throat. I think I might be getting sick. You go to bed the next, it's the morning you wake up all of a sudden, full-blown cold or full-blown flu. It rarely, sometimes, but rarely happens like In the middle of the day, like, it's, at least for me, I'm rarely going about, I rarely wake up in the morning feeling great, go out and I'm running errands, feeling good all day, and then boom, two o'clock in the morning, or two o'clock in the afternoon, I just sneeze and then all of a sudden I'm sick. That rarely happens. It usually comes after a night of sleep, which is weird to just... It's weird to wake up with a condition or an illness is what I'm saying. I think I'm about to sneeze, which is really starting to freak me out. I'm doing I think I did jinx myself. Um I went to bed normal and woke up with no sensation on the left on my left side. My mom is a nurse, so I called her right away and explained that I couldn't move my mouth properly or close my eyes. Concerned, I may have had a stroke somehow, even at my age, which is possible. By the way, I would love to have Aubrey Plaza from Parks and Recreation, who I know a little bit. Um, I'd love to have her on this podcast because she suffered a stroke when she was a teenager. I mean, like really young. Uh, my mom's nurse called right away... And explained that I couldn't move my mouth properly or close my eye. Concerned I may have had a stroke, uh, blah, blah, blah. She told me to get to my doctor ASAP. My doctor worked out of a walk-in clinic. So after checking in, I had to wait among at least 30 other people ahead of me to be seen. Ugh. Jesus. It's just the worst. After an hour, my mom called to find out what I'd learned. I broke down crying in the waiting room. My face... Contorting awkwardly because it was paralyzed, exclaiming loudly that I still hadn't been seen and was getting scared. The triage nurses, now realizing what was truly going on, rushed me in to see the doctor. Uh, The doctor was not much help. She had me stick out my tongue, raise my arms, close my eyes, and try to make different faces. She said it was not a stroke, but rather Bell's palsy. At the time, I'd been recovering from a severe ear infection, and the running guess was that it was likely due to the infection and swelling compressing my facial nerve. Yep, I'm getting the sniffles. Jesus Christ, what is wrong with my apartment? However, oh, you know what it is? My air purifier is not turned on. I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> I am very sorry, um, Amy. (laughs) I'm going to go off on a tangent here. I I live in a really old apartment. It was built in the 20s. My fuse box does not look like the fuse box in a normal modern apartment or house where if a light goes on, you just flick a switch and the lights come back on. I had these ancient old gigantic round fuses, and if the power goes out, if I blow a fuse, I have to take that fuse out and replace it. I can't flip a switch. It's a huge pain in the ass. Also, they're very weak fuses, so they blow easily. Case in point, a couple days ago, it was really hot out, so my apartment gets really warm, so I was running my air conditioner, which is just a floor unit with a hose going out the window. But it draws a lot of power. So I'd been running it all day, and I wasn't thinking, and I got hungry, and I went into the kitchen. And I was going to make a hot dog. <laughs> so I wrapped a hot dog in a paper towel, and I put it in the Microwave turned on the microwave for 30 seconds. Boom. All the lights, all the power in my apartment went out. I fixed it. I put in new fuses, but uh I think my air purifier has been off for a couple days. And so it's my air is probably dusty and I don't know. I'm just a piece of shit. <laughs> um i broke out crying from waiting room my face contorted awkwardly paralyzed exclaiming loudly that i still hadn't been uh let's see i had to wait among 30 other people after an hour my mom called i broke down crying in the waiting room um the triage nurse now realizing what was going on rushed me in to see the doctor the doctor was not much help she had uh Let's see. I'm trying to find my old place. She said it was not a stroke, but rather Bell's palsy at the time. I had been recovering from ear infection. Okay, here we go. However, Bell's palsy is often also associated with potentially with uh, the chicken pox slash shingles. Oh, God damn it. Here's that word shingles again. I'm so afraid of shingles. Um uh, okay, uh, with the chickenpox shingles virus, uh, in parentheses, herpes zoster, or zoster, I'm not sure which, reactivating within the facial nerves. The inflammatory response causing the paralysis. Uh, the inflammatory response causing the paralysis. I was prescribed a, sil- a, a cyclovir. I can't pronounce this, A C Y C L O V I R, an antiviral medication, and prednisone, which is a steroid. I was to take one acyclovir uh, pill per day and a staggering, tapering dose of prednisone pills, starting at 20 pills on day one, 19, 2, and so on until I got down to one per day, and then discontinue. What is that with prednisone? I I, I was given it once for a, a, a sinus infection, a really bad sinus infection. Doctor prescribed antibiotics and then prednisone. It was the same thing. It was like I don't know if it was like twenty pills, but it was started off at like ten pills day one. I'm just like that's steroids. I'm eating that much steroids every day. It's just no wonder I hate taking pills. And they just make it feel weird. But doctor's orders. Am I right, guys? After 20 days, my face was 100% back to normal. But for the first few days, it was incredibly difficult to eat, having to be careful of not biting my tongue, Ugh. and drink, having to use a straw. And I had to sleep with an adhesive eye patch to keep my eye closed. Oh, wow and moisturize my eyeball constantly with lubricated oily drops. It was by far the scariest experience of my life, and I was grateful that the course of antivirals and steroids seemed to work. Fast forward <laughs> six years, 2012, when I was getting ready for a week-long, all-inclusive trip to the Bahamas. Nice. Uh, the trip was all set and paid for, and I was looking forward to a week on the beach and. Uh, at an adults-only resort, sucking back bottomless Bahama mamas. I'm going to assume that's some kind of tropical drink. Uh, Then one afternoon at work, I noticed that my tongue felt a little numb, like I had maybe burnt it on hot food, except I hadn't. I had a headache, and the numb, tingly feeling persisted throughout the day and into the evening when I started to get ready for bed around 9.30 p.m., it felt like the corner of my mouth seemed a little slow and that my speech was starting to slur somewhat. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck, I thought. I needed to get to the ER now. I knew before it had even fully begun what was happening. By the time the night shift doctor at ER saw my saw me, the left side of my face was becoming slack and the numbness increasing to my eye and eyebrows. Ugh. Slowly, immediately, he concurred that I was having another episode of Bell's Palsy. Luckily, we were catching it at the immediate onset, having no ear infection or other obvious causes this time. We assumed it must be the herpes zoster virus. We immediately began a course of uh, acyclovir and prednisone, same same dosage as my first episode, and I was sent on my way. Sadly, I was... Only on day four of the medication by the time we landed in the Bahamas, and the doctor advised me to avoid consuming alcohol. Lovely. Unable to close my eye, I was also unable to swim or do any water-based activities. Ugh. That's crazy that you can't close your eye. Ugh. What a fun fucking trip to the tropics. Worse yet, for some reason, I encountered severe sound sensitivity with this episode of Bell's Palsy, so I couldn't even enjoy the entertainment at the resort. I spent the entire week sad that I couldn't enjoy myself and doubly self-conscious around gorgeous tan beach bodies while I looked like a a miserable, pale stroke victim. The Torture didn't end by the time the 20 days of pills ended, though. In fact, I had made no recovery at all. Oh, my God, at all. That's insane. Uh, The left side of of me was still 100% paralyzed. I was given a second course of the medications and was sent for an MRI, the MRI detecting nothing. Thankfully, uh, the MRI detected nothing. Uh, thankfully. But even after a whopping total of 40 days on antivirals and steroids, there had been little improvement. The doctor cautioned against continuing the prednisone as it can have serious effects due to long-term use. Instead, I was told to continue to try to move my face, even manually help move my face while trying to work the muscles and to use hot compresses for the pain. It took an insane six months to get to 95% functionality And that last 5% took at least a year of physical exercise. Ah, Jesus. As a result of the second episode of Bell's palsy, I've been left with a condition called synkinesis. S-Y-N-K-I-N-E-S-I-S. Which is the result from miswiring of the nerves after trauma. Basically, I can't smile or move my mouth without my left eye contracting a bit. It's not noticeable to most unless I point it out, but it is markedly more noticeable when I am tired or have been drinking. It's taken 10 ye- it's uh, 10 years. It's taken years to stop constantly checking the mirror for signs of Im- impairment, and I still occasionally do muscle checks in my face to be sure things are moving normally. Um I don't blame you. I would be doing the same thing. I would be so paranoid. I was also given the Zostavax shingles vaccine, typically given to people over the age of 60, in an effort to potentially safeguard against future attacks. If that's what even caused it, we don't know. That is by far the worst part, not knowing what caused it and that it can happen at any time and that there's no way to prevent it. If you end up reading this on the podcast, you're welcome to share the photo that made me Reddit famous. Uh, She sent a link to the photo. Maybe I will post that. All the best, Amy, Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Um. She posted a photo. She posted a photo of herself with the Bell's palsy. It's two photos. Of her. It's the same photo. One says how it looks. The other photo says how it feels. And she, she basically, photoshopped it a skeleton on the other side, uh, with the musk muscles and shit showing. Um, uh, you're right. You actually look great. And I wouldn't have no, I, if I had met you, I wouldn't have noticed. Um, when you look at it, I mean, you can see a slight difference. Um, but I know that feeling from migraines and stuff. And it's, it's horrible. It feels worse than it looks. Um, I know it's hard not to be self conscious, but I wouldn't be self-conscious conscience. I wouldn't be self-conscious if I were here. it's I really I really wouldn't even notice it. Um but thank you for sharing that. Um how long have I been going? Oh, 58 minutes, guys. We nailed another one. I thought this was going to be like <laughs> I thought this was going to be 20 minutes. <laughs> um yes amy thank you for that bell's palsy email guys like i said keep these emails coming in uh no docs podcast at gmail.com um anything medical you want to tell me suggestions guest suggestions i'm open to it all if you just want to say hi uh, i'm open to that as well i read them all like i said and uh, just put something specific in the subject line. Makes it easier for me to spot them and mark them. I guess I'm going to go take a, a Claritin or something. Why does this happen when I'm doing a podcast? This is making me insane. I think it's the apartment. I am also terrified I have black mold. Ah. Jeez, I will try and have a guest for next week. I have a couple possibilities. My friend Esther, who in fact did have shingles. And I want to talk about this. And in fact, Esther's super young. She had shingles recently. Super young. And I asked her, I go, would you recommend getting the the vaccine? (laughs) Because I've been thinking about it. (laughs) She goes, no. I'm like, why? And she's like, well, let's talk about it on the podcast. So uh, I got to get her on here, hopefully before next week's episode. Uh, I'm going to go upload this and then uh, start learning lines. Start learning my dialogue for tomorrow's shoot. Um, But thank you for listening, guys. Go to iTunes if you're an iTunes listener. Give us a rating and a review. It really does help the podcast out. It helps get it noticed more. It moves it up in the um, preview window. And uh, so that just helps get the word out. I uh, really appreciate it. And even if you don't, thank you for listening. It means a lot. Busy if you're listening, which I'm sure you're not. Hope you're doing well. Hope your show uh, prep is going well. And I can't wait to see the show. That's it, guys, and take everything I say with a grain of salt because I am no doctor, and if Busy was here, we'd be saying we're no doctors. Have a great week, and take care of yourself, guys. Bye. It's a good show.